Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? No! Oh. You're about shenanigans, right? It, oh, yeah, it does look like those are moving. The balls are moving. Well, I guess that that means that it's my turn to say welcome to podcast and random heroes cheeky shenanigans shenanigans bam <laughs> that's how i'm gonna do it every time me almo as jesse aka random hero and i'm nick aka punk ass because that's my name and you don't know spanish uh el señora contestita como la esta Wow, you do actually know Spanish. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what it is either. I was bluffing. I took French Pinocha in high school. Senorita. Oh, we all know that. My cheese is old and moldy. <laughs> Have you like? Did you actually take Spanish in high school? No, dude. I went to alternative high school, which means I really wasn't a high school. It was just bad kids trying to get credits. So it wasn't Spanish the primary language they taught there? No, no, <laughs> no. Sorry, that was just a bad joke. <laughs> a really bad joke. It was mostly a bunch of like Down syndrome kids and just, you know, adolescents just trying to learn. So you were definitely in the uh, the former of those? <laughs> yeah, I was in the Down syndrome <laughs> section. I, I think everyone's already come to that conclusion. <laughs> no, they're not, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Uh Ben kind of ripped into you a little bit last week. No, I think it was the other way around. Really? Yeah. Did you enjoy having a guest on that you didn't know? I did. It went really well, actually. I thought so. I mean, you know, at times it was funny. He almost kind of called the show and dictated it a little bit more than we did. Yeah, well, we talked about this. I figured if we're going to have a guest on the show, I'd rather them want to talk because we need to get to know them and their stories while we do this. Um, yeah, the week off. Yeah, and and that's I, I don't know if we actually mentioned this to people because we had talked about it amongst ourselves, but the the format we're going to kind of be doing is if we're going to have a guest, that's awesome. We want to do a bunch of them, but we're going to give you an episode in between where yeah. it's just us again because we're not trying to just be like interviewers, you know? We're not trying to turn this into like Jimmy Fallon late night or something. Technically, I just want to be like a shit talker. That's pretty much all I want. Yeah, and I mean, we get that out with guests, but whenever you have someone on, especially if like both of us didn't know them, there'd be a few like foundational questions we'd have to ask every time we have a guest on just to kind of establish some kind of context for whatever they say, you know? Hey, Jesse, what's your sign? Uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Rawr. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it is. It's not even a thing. None of them are things. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't believe in fucking astronomy? Fucking I believe gods? in astronomy. I don't believe in astrology. What? Think just like Egyptians made that shit up? That shit's real. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Talk about Darwinism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god! That's what I'm fucking talking you, about. You, I now I know for certain that you were definitely in an alternative <laughs> high school. <laughs> no, um, so I I do know a little bit. I mean, like the barest minimum about well, here, astrology. Check this out. Gemini's right. They always say Gemini's are assholes or split personalities or some weird <laughs> shit like that. They're here, they're two faced. They have two sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then here's here's my point. I'm a Gemini, so look, there it is. I was thinking about this the other day, though. What if, say I'm a Gemini, right? Yeah. And then I was just raised up upon people telling me what Geminis are supposed to be like. So yeah. then as growing up, your perspective on taking what people told you, that's what you turn out to be. Well, like, yeah. Maybe that's how it works. Well, and think about it this way. If you had been, if you had grown up thinking that you were a different sign, like I, I know that mine is Leo, for example. Yeah. If you grew up thinking that you were a Leo, you would have an impression in your head that everything in your life that, you know, matched with what Leos do was accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking about that. And maybe that's how it is. The thing is, I, I believe that horoscopes and astrology focus too much on single aspects of a person's personality. But like, like you were saying with growing up and, you know, being conditioned that way. Um, like if, if right when you're born, you're just totally fucking brainwashed. 
This whole society is just brainwashing everybody else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely happening. Like, I grew up Protestant Christian, like, pretty strict when I was a kid because I was the firstborn. Uh, You know, like, I wasn't allowed to watch the Smurfs, and my brothers grew up able to watch Family Guy, kind of, older brother. Um, But, like, that happens with religions, too. And so astrology... There's absolutely zero science to it. Anyone who tells you differently is using it as kind of a religious thing. Do you know anything about astrology? Astrology is what we're talking about. (laughs) Astrology. Your anus. My anus? Yeah, your anus. Or you mean your anus the planet? Yes. In the solar system? No, astrology right into your (laughs) anus, dude. (laughs) I thought I was the one who had smoked a joint before the episode. No, I'm just in a good mood today. Why is that? I don't I don't know. I just woke up in a great mood. And, you know, one point we're going to take on today, I want to talk about... Jesse told me the story the other day about his first threesome with two guys, gay ones. Shut and up. I want to hear more about this story. <laughs> you know, Nick, I thought that was part of that, like, 1% dishonesty I was going for. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, um... I want to be clear, too. Uh, I, I had a, one friend who listened to the first couple episodes of this, and apparently Nick threw out a little bit of gay bashing earlier on in the show than he seems to now. Is he gay? I'm talking about you. Oh, you said you were talking about your friend that yeah, listened to the podcast. It wasn't so. a he, and she oh, isn't gay. She, okay, gotcha. But I just want to reiterate that like nothing that either one of us says is ever intended to be taken hatefully or, you know, like harmfully and uh we always will avoid you know hate speech or anything but occasionally just little jokes are gonna slip out Nah, you know what fuck that give me the hate speech i don't even care no 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 what i'm saying is nothing we say will actually be hate speech towards that group oh yeah you don't actually hate gay people i don't that's what i'm saying if i see them in an alley i'm gonna trip them but you know (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) like like did you see that uh that video with that uh it was i guess he was he was a dude, but he was transitioning into a chick, and he was at the game store, and, like, the dude called him, like, sir, and he got all pissed off, and, like, I'm a man, blah, no. blah, 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 and he got, like, so pissed off, started throwing shit because oh, wow. the guy accidentally called him a sir, Yeah, and he, like, made this big whole scene. It's it's out there. People, I'm surprised you I didn't know see it, it, but we already, I, I feel like we kind of hit on this, I think, well, right. in the last two But weeks. I'm just saying... Yeah. Like, if I was that guy behind the counter, even though I work for that company, I'm going to be like, well, sorry. Like, literally, you are a dude. Sorry I called you sir. Don't get all fucking bitchy about it. Just take it for as it is because it's not my fault you're trying to get a vagina when you have a dick. So, <laughs> I really hope you find a slightly more eloquent way of phrasing all that non-confrontationally. <laughs> it's just, I just, you know, I just hate people are just stupid sometimes, you know? Yeah, I'm sitting next to one. No, dude. <laughs> the only one that's stupid is sitting in this chair next to me and right here. Wasn't that like... Oh. What's up, Steve? For everyone who can't see us right now, Nick has his arm <laughs> out next to his chair in the air around the shoulders of an invisible person yeah. who isn't there. It's my imaginary buddy, Steve. His imaginary buddy, Steve. He's way cooler than Jesse. He's way smarter. And he likes to have sex because... He is a dude that has a vagina. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right, let's get into the serious uh, shit. Yeah, okay, I'm done. No, now. no yeah. serious shit, but like there was a few things that we did want to talk about. No, today. no, we did. We wanted to talk about cereal. What's your favorite kind of cereal? Killers. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> kind of cereal. Cereal killers is my favorite type of cereal. <laughs> so we're recording this episode on February second, twenty nineteen, and it was just a couple days after that. Uh, Ted Bundy tapes documentary came out on Netflix, and uh, at first I wasn't certain I wanted to watch it. And Why? then, I mean, I like I, I like learning you're about not like that a stuff. Big fan of the ID channel, like everyone else is. No, I I do like learning about everything, including serial killers and their mentality and everything. But from the description of the documentary, it sounded like you were just going to be watching full unedited interviews. 
and that's not what I wanted. I, I wanted to see exactly what they put out, which was an amazing documentary that mixes the two. Yeah, because I've heard the name Ted Bundy before, but I never really like knew the backstory. Like Really? He, yeah. So you didn't know he came from this area or anything? No. Isn't that kind of like the Green River Killer or some shit where yeah. he's from? Yeah. So, so, no, there are two different people, though. Well, yeah, I'm saying he's from this area, though. Yeah. But I didn't know Ted Bundy was from here. Like and Tacoma. Florida and... Yeah, Oregon or Idaho. Yeah, and one of the crazy things that I've I've shown a couple people, and uh, we may have to throw an old school picture of my mom up on the website at some point, just so that people listening can see this. But like at the time Ted Bundy was operating in like 1973 in Seattle, my mom would have been 20 years old. She had dark hair that was like past her shoulders and parted down the middle, and she looked exactly like his profile of woman that you know could have easily been where'd one of his she, victims where she live at the time she lived in seattle oh shit yeah, yeah. so after watching that documentary all the chicks were like just freaking out and just locking themselves in the house or yeah yeah live. and i mean like w one of the other things i noted down in kind of my notes for today that i wanted to talk about was exactly that it's like how do i want to phrase this Shit, I let me look at my notes. Um, oh, it was the oh, uh, the technology change. So, one thing, as you're watching a documentary and you already know what Ted Bundy did, you it's easy to watch them, in, you know, in footage in 1973 or whatever. Yeah, going, he. Why didn't you guys just know? You know, you knew his name was Ted. You knew his car. You know, he lived in Utah when suddenly there was killings there. And it's easy to think that. But then I started to realize, well, number one, there was no internet. Number two, there was no fax even. Like, if police wanted to send a picture to another police station. Yeah, it'd take like five hours. Or they'd have to, like, mail it or something. Yeah. Um, you know, they could do phone calls and stuff like that. But when they wanted to, like, meet to compare notes, these guys had to fly in from different states to one room and actually meet together to discuss this. And there was no big databases or anything. And then I started to think, well, wait a minute. Okay, so Ted Bundy at one point was on the top 10 FBI most wanted list, which sounds very bad. We've all heard of it. Well, we yeah, know a couple then, people yeah. have been on it. But do you have any idea who's on it right now? Uh, gonna, and we have the internet. You can easily find this out. I'm going to say, uh, what's the uh, North Korea president, D dictator? No, Whoa. no, there's no dictators. This is like actual criminals from the U.S. Uh, Donald Trump? No. <laughs> Not ah, yet. Gotcha. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, my point is you anybody. don't, yeah. and neither do I, and that information's easily accessible to us. It was very much more difficult to get that kind of info and especially from other parts of the country, you know, they, they didn't just have like national televised news. They had a bunch of local news. And so, you know, before this guy was caught, they didn't even know that a lot of these were murders. They were just kidnappings. So if you think about it, well, why would they have been able to catch a serial kidnapper whose murders hadn't been uncovered, you know, without all of this technology as he's going across the country? And you, except for his two escapes, you realize that they really did an amazing job with their limited resources yeah but i mean it took them a while though but it it's uh it's pretty crazy how much you could get away with back then you could pretty much do anything you could rob a fucking bank yeah you know good chance of of getting away <laughs> surviving that yeah you could rape a bunch of dudes if you wanted to if you're gay you get to get away with that that would be uh jeffrey dahmer yeah got away with it for a while and it's just watching that documentary and just seeing how normal he acts and just how he just act like nothing happened try to live a normal life and i don't i want to like go into serial killers minds and like like what do they feel when they're about to do it or or what are they thinking like what makes them want to crave this like ending life criteria and like no one really knows like is it genetics or is it just some fucking impulse that just comes right on like a light right at that moment or yeah. is it like Dexter where you want to try to be, you know, like a hero and kidnap all the bad guys and kill them? See, and, and that that was my so my mindset usually goes along those lines. If I'm starting to think about the mind of a serial killer, what that mentality might be, then I start going to like what the hero heroic mentality would be. And it got me wondering, what would you consider being the opposite of a serial killer? Yeah. 
No, I'm a- I'm asking you, like like the opposite of yeah. a serial killer. In your opinion, what is the opposite? Is it someone who is like it... goes out and knocks up forty five women, or is it someone who like goes out and protects forty five people? Like what? What would opposite to me would just be a normal fucking person. <laughs> like... I, I I'm talking the other extreme though. So normal would be in the middle. Serial killer on this side, right? What's on the other side? A r- rapist. No, no, no. It would, it would have to be something good. I'm talking about the opposite side. Oh, so we're doing good, normal, serial right, killer. Right, right. So we've got serial killer and normal. What is the other extreme, in your opinion? Wow, dude. Uh, fucking, I don't, I don't, I don't. Never thought about that? I've never thought about that it. That was a weird thought that I had driving around after watching one of the episodes of that. Fucking politicians, maybe? You know? <laughs> I don't. No, and at fast first. Fast food workers? <laughs> The, the the Joker in me is just like, you know, my buddy James is probably the opposite because he's knocked up so many girls. <laughs> I guess like the opposite. After you say knock it up, maybe somebody that has AIDS and know they have AIDS, but they fucking just knock up 45 girls anyways. No, no, no. You're still you're still attaching death to it. I'm talking about the opposite, like the good side Okay, fine. Of Here, I'll settle it. The opposite, fucking Jesus. There you go. No, that's that's actually closer than your other answers. <laughs> and but like, and my first thought was someone you know who knocked up a bunch of people as kind of haha. But then when I really thought about it, it's just someone who goes around and constantly does good things to random people. Yeah, like going out and giving homeless people a dollar. Mm, doesn't a- even have to be that. It just you know, w- whatever it is, you know, if you want to buy someone something behind you in the starbucks line you know how sometimes people do that or pay if you forward. pick up a hitchhiker or whatever if someone offers you money for a favor you know give, pay give, forward give somebody things. a nice ride yeah but like go around and be like a you know a serial be captain nice america pretty much yeah yeah captain america fuck yeah <laughs> but like these are the weird questions that pop into my head when i'm watching that because as much as it is fascinating to watch four episodes of ted bundy i don't want to end up in the position where i start to glorify or idealize anything about these people because they're fucking disgusting too you know what i mean yeah it's crazy too how he like got away like twice like yeah like apparently their jails back then were fucking shitty as well with their uh investigation and there's like there's there's people who spent 40, 50 years in jail and don't break out once, and he manages it twice? Yeah. You'd think after one time, he would be under such epic lock and key that, like, there would be no chance. Fuck, But dude. that's also, you know, the 70s. They were in a small town, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's like the Doors era. <laughs> or when the Beatles were really weird. Yeah, you know what's weird? I don't like the Beatles. Not at all? No. That is pretty weird. It's just... who. <sighs> Okay, wait, hold on. So, shenanigans. Do you... Don't fucking shenanigans me. Hold on. Do you, like, dislike them? Can you at least appreciate their, like, place in music? Like, I might, I, I might like, if the song was going on, I'm not really going to rock to it. Maybe I'll just, like, mm-hmm. like, hum to it. But I'm just not... I'm only humming to it because that's the only song on the radio. So, uh. I, I just... I don't... I don't know. Same so, same with the Eagles. I can't, I can't stand uh, the Eagles anymore. I don't like the Eagles. So, I never did. Yeah. So just like but the Beatles, Ted Bundy's like, like uh, the Beatles to me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently he's like cracked to you know <laughs> white people everywhere because that is one thing that I think is kind of unique. Like, uh, in, you know the, the black friends that I have, they'll watch you know true crime stories, but they don't watch it about serial killers because most serial killers are white, like white men. And I think that's why we're kind of fascinated with them. Yeah, they got to watch, like, the first 48 or some shit. They want to, like, feel connected. Because it's mostly, like, they bust black black people on there. Easy so. there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Come at me, bro. Easy E. Um, no, but, like, yeah, I. It, it's kind of weird. And, and you watch, the other thing about watching that show is you see all the women that are going to the trial. And, like, he didn't do it. Oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, Anne Rule. Or like, some girls are like, oh, yeah, he's hot. Yeah. He didn't do it. I want to jump him. <laughs> and then Netflix on, I believe it was on Facebook, just a couple days after the documentary aired, they were basically begging people to stop calling Ted Bundy hot. I know, like, oh, my God, he's so hot. I wish I was 
around back then. And you know what? I believe that it's a weird phenomenon, but you're still entitled to feel that someone who's evil is physically attractive. Well, here, just put it's it, just not easy. Just for put it this way: us. say that there's this like dime hot piece chick that's just going around raping men. Okay. Okay. I would want to be part of that percent that gets. <laughs> So, I was not ready for you to make that your point. So, I mean, if the girls are like thinking like that, okay, maybe he's a celebrity, but he's a really fucking shitty way to, you know, be a celebrity. Well, the thing is, is like when you watch a Ted Bundy documentary, you know that this happened, you know, 40 plus years ago. And, you know, it's it's kind of grainy footage. It's old time. You feel very much removed from that time and place. So it's really difficult to kind of picture the fear. Yeah, it was and, gripping the area, you know? And, like, nobody really, kn- like, knew how he, like, attracted these girls anyways. Like, did they, did he just, like, break into the house, take them, or did he conversate with them? <laughs> like, that one he tried to get, like, in the parking lot or some shit like that. He tried the to one get, who got away? Yeah, the one that got yeah. away. He tried to get her in the car. He tried to hit her with a fucking crowbar. Yeah. It's just, like, what were these women thinking back then as well, you know? Well, I feel like yeah. women today are more hesitant with... Any type of guy that tries to talk to him now. Which is because of how much that happened. Because if you think about it, Ted Bundy was going on at the same time as um, John Wayne Gacy, the one who killed like 45 boys or 30-some, 30, 30 I believe, in uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. also during the 70s. Then you've got Gary Ridgway here again in the 80s. And then you've got... Uh, and he doesn't get caught till 2001. Then you've also got guys like Dahmer. And so really, like, we experienced most of our serial killerness from, like, the early 70s till now. Or or how crazy it was when he's in court and he, you know, he's going to be his own lawyer, which is fucking retarded. <laughs> but then he, he, like, cross-examines the fucking cop witness yeah. guy. And he's asking for the whole fucking description. Description, Multiple times. Like, like he's getting off on it or yeah. he's trying to show people, oh, look what the fuck I did. I yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah. And I, th- that that would have happened today. Like, what was that judge thinking, for one? Well, I thought you weren't allowed to, like, be your own lawyer, especially, like, in that case when you murdered, like, 35 women. The the judge can be... The, the judge can make a decision to allow a person to be their own counsel, um, but remember, at the time that they actually had him in court for the trial of the first murders, mm-hmm. they only knew that he had done those two plus probably the one they were going to prosecute next, which was the 12-year-old girl at the end. Um, yeah, that one. Diane yeah, Leach, I believe. Yeah, that one was way fucked Super up. sad. But yeah. so think about this, though. You're a judge, and you're pretty sure that this guy's a serial killer, but you only have him indicted on a couple charges. Right. And he wants to be his own counsel, and you know he's not qualified for that. How brilliant is it that that judge says, all right, cool. Basically, he allowed Ted to tank his own defense. Yeah, but, like, he, he was good at it, though. If you, I feel like if he wanted to be, he would be. But he kept firing everybody that made good points and was trying to get him off the case because I think he wanted to lose for some fucking reason. But he kept saying he was innocent, and then he's like, oh, See, and you're I, fucking fired. <laughs> I, I think that I think that it was really more about he wanted to be at the center of the whole show constantly, so he didn't care if he lost, as long as he had the spotlight. Mm. If he, I mean, there's a chance he maybe could have defended himself, but I think the judge knew that he had the best chance of getting a conviction if he allowed Ted to go ahead and try because he was not a qualified lawyer. He didn't he didn't take the bar exam. He had a like not good LSAT score. So like he, he wasn't as smart with law as he was with other things, right. you know? So I, that may have been a brilliant calculation by that judge. And if so, I truly applaud him because that's what led to the chair, you know, 10 years later. So we'll just put Ted Bundy in the fucked up sicko section. <laughs> did you, did you happen to watch the, uh, the fire documentary or did, did not you, yet? Did you know anything about that when it came? Across? Yeah. Well, I, I believe so. Cause I haven't seen the documentary, but from there, what I too, but from what I remember, wasn't this some big like weekend concert event on an Island that was supposed to be this huge VIP only <sighs> event that was super expensive. And then like nothing happened. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, this guy, I fucking forgot his name already. Doesn't matter. And Jaw Rule. They were okay. trying to um like market their phone app 
that they just started where you know how like you have Tinder, you swipe left or right if you want to fuck somebody. Um, is that how that works? Yeah, I don't know. I've never used it. But I've just swiped right on literally every, <laughs> every person. Every, I've ever that's seen. what every guy does. <laughs> no. Um, and actually, really quick, when Tinder for when I first tried it like a couple years ago, I didn't know that the way you swiped mattered. So I thought <laughs> I was just swiping left and right, kind of whimsically through my phone as I'm saying in my head no to all these people. Mm-hmm. Nah, half of them got through just based on that. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so they were uh, marketing their app. They're making. It was for, you know, like performers and entertainers. You'd swipe right and you'd like post like how much you would pay to hire these people. And then if they liked it, they'd contact you. Mm -hmm. So anyways, they wanted to put this big festival around called the Fire Festival. And they had like Blink-182, some other band. Yeah. And it's supposed to be El Chapo's fucking island, which ended up not being. It ended up being like some little piece on the island from Jamaica that was, like, already there from, like, a hurricane. So there was, like, the hurricane tragedy, like, little tents. They they were just, like, reusing. And the guy kept scamming money out of investors, saying they're going to do this and this. So they'd give out, like, another 500000 or a million to try to pay off this other shit or have some more luxuries. Or a bunch of people sold... Or they bought a bunch of tickets already or VIP sections. and Pre-sales and shit. And he'd be like, oh, well, I need more fucking money. We'll just say we have these really nice bungalows we made for $50,000. we will sell those even though they weren't there and people started buying those. So he was like the fucking biggest scam artist ever. But he had nothing. He he had like, let's say a show's 100%. He had like barely 15% ready in like three months and you're supposed to take like a year to try to get like a festival done and organized yeah so it's it's just crazy to me how that person can just have like no feelings or cares about taking anybody's fucking money especially like if it was somebody like me and i just had like a good tax return i'd be like well i'm gonna spend five thousand i'm gonna go have fun for like a couple days right and then kind of like a cruise or something yeah and then all of a sudden, I get there, and it's just fucking nothing, and I'm stranded with crappy cheese sandwiches and, like, nowhere to stay. I'd be fucking pissed. So, so wait, so there was, like, no entertainment or anything either? No, nothing. No, cheese sandwiches? So they, they, what, did people just show up on this place, and they were just left there stranded? Yeah, people flew in on an airplane. No way. They fucking... There wasn't really buses organized, but, like, the Jamaican bus drivers that were already there working kind of knew what people were going there for. Yeah. So they decided to help out and drive them there, but they were like, oh, well, you guys shouldn't have came because the fucking shit's not even ready. There's nobody there, and they show up. And then uh, Brian McFarlane, I think that's the name, that did all the scamming. And they would show up, and he would just say, all right, well, just go find a fucking tent. And it was just, like, mayhem. Like, everyone's trying to find a tent of their own. They had no food, no water. So he was there, though. The scam artist was there? For a limited period of time, and then he took off when he realized, ah, oh, shit, well, I'm fucked, so I'm going to go fucking fly away and go have fun. And then he finally got in trouble, and then right after all that shit happened, scamming everybody, not paying the workers or investors or anybody, he hired one of his buddies or someone else and started another scam where... You could buy, like, Grammy tickets or other tickets where you can't really buy these tickets. It's more like invitations. It's yeah. scamming more people that way. But now he's finally in prison for six years. He's in prison for it? Yeah. So Okay, so I, I, this is fascinating to me. I didn't know it was And then, like, Blink-182, cool. like, backed out, like, a few days before saying, oh, yeah, uh, this isn't right, so we're not showing up. So, yeah. wait, so what What did they know a few days before when they canceled that made them cancel? Like, what happened? N- nobody really knew anything. There was a guy on the documentary saying, like, he was, he saw it and he knew something wasn't right. So he started, like a, like, a hate page saying, you know, don't go to Firefest. You know, this shit doesn't seem right. Don't do this and that. And that started a connection of, like, other people looking more into it and be like, oh, well, this doesn't fucking seem right either. And, you know, they made it like a, like, you can't bring cash you have to buy these wristbands and you have to put money on them and that's how you're going to use to buy shit there but you had to like put money on it like right now even though you're not there yet oh weird so that was their way of getting more fucking money so okay so like what else what didn't seem right about it because that 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 seems like a red flag but like when i go to a festival i went to coachella um, not coachella shut up aftershock a Um, couple years ago in sacramento and like I didn't even book my own flight for it. Like, friends kind of just bought packages and I gave them money. 
it was awesome, but like I didn't look into it at all. So like what what kind of triggered people to finally figure out what was going on? No, nobody really didn't know anything until they got there. So then when people got there, they're the ones that were like posting social media shit saying, hey, this is how fucked up it is. People don't show up. That That's how I pretty much all started. Or there was people that would write comments saying, hey, I don't have my flight schedule yet. Or, hey, I don't have my tickets. And then uh, the one of the owners or the people that are working for him told him, hey, go through every fucking comment or, like, keywords and delete everybody's negative comments. You, so people oh, could wow. read them. He was yeah. covering it up, too. Yeah, because in the beginning, before all this started, they went to the island that they supposedly bought. Yeah. And they made, like, this really badass promo video with like hot models saying their models are going to be there you're going to have like the best vip experience of your life <laughs> sex drugs and rock and roll but in the end it just was like you're shit out of luck here's a cheese sandwich you're stranded and no one knows where the fucking you know creator is and you can't even get off the island no i guess there was like no flights or anything ready booked to did they by. even have an airport there well, yeah, it's like a Jamaican island. They had like one little landing strip. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna have to watch this now. Like, no, I, I don't want to just keep asking you for every really little detail. It's really fucking but... interesting, and it and it makes me feel like if I was rich, I would like try to like actually schedule something a year in advance and try to make up for that like the people in that town that spent all that time and yeah. work just to help get it ready and they didn't get paid kind of like a makeup you know somebody should do that because they would make a lot of fucking money i thought that blink did a single show where they called it like Firefest payback or something and like they were just gonna do a show if you had booked mm -hmm. for that I, I I could be misremembering the band or, you know, even whether or not that happened, but I, I feel like I read an article that said that. But I haven't seen the documentary either, so I'm not as familiar with it all as you are. Yeah, if it was me, I, I'd call it like fuck Firefest. This shit is real. <laughs> and it'd be the best festival ever. Or just call it Firefest, but spell the word fire correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. how do you uh how do you say espresso? Espresso. Right? I guess all along the way that I talk, I was saying espresso. <laughs> my girlfriend Lindsay the other night, she's like, "What do you say?" I'm all Ex espresso, espresso. She's all, "It's espresso." I'm all, "Yeah, espresso." <laughs> do you add an R in Washington? Washington? No, like when I grew up, I think I remember my mom calling it Washington a couple times. Did you ever? You, you never grew up with anyone doing that? No, I grew up with a stutter. It comes back every now and then, like... Like not... the whole time we record this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the stuttering doesn't come back, but, like, flashbacks. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to fucking stutter. <laughs> or I used to do this thing where I was, like, young, and I used to flip people off just randomly. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got a story about that <laughs> Okay, so... <clears throat> Wait, I... I don't remember if I already told this one. We we did a couple of those preview episodes uh, before we recorded. Well, if it all was these. a preview, then no one heard it anyways yeah. because so, we didn't have anything going because you suck. So there was this asshole neighbor kid named Orion uh, where I grew up. I, I don't even know a last name, but I remember a first name. And uh, were you guys best buds? No, like I I don't have any ill memories of him, but my mom always kind of talked ill of him because he was a bad influence. Like the first time I ever saw marijuana in person, he uh -huh. had it. He was he was that kid. He was a little bit older. So he he, he was the cool friend then. He he wasn't really my friend. He was a cool person that lived near me. Okay, I like gotcha. that was it. Like, gotcha. like she wouldn't really let me go just hang out with him or anything. I would just see him if I was on my bike yeah. around or whatever. I know how that is. My mom did the same shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think that that all started because at one point, and I don't I don't know for certain, but she's she swears that it was him. Uh, he had he had taught me something, and uh, in those days, my mom and my sister and I went to church every Sunday. You know, she was really into the church stuff. And um, so one day, she's walking out of church, out of uh, Pilchuck Chapel in Granite Falls, and there is, like, little six-year-old Jesse flipping off with both hands every person as they walk out <laughs> thanks to his new buddy down the street who showed okay. him how to say hi to people like, like a that. little badass you know just think flipping like, there was like, must have been 200 people there all, like all the birds just imagine like <laughs> if you were the parent of yourself right then and there like how embarrassed you would be <laughs> well of me i would just find that hilarious and if i well, ever have now, kids they're gonna end up doing that like 
Uh, oh, my mom was mortified. Dude. Yeah, I don't have I'm to saying. imagine it. <laughs> like, you can probably get away with it back then because it was back then. Now, everyone would be like, oh, you're a fucking shitty parent. Or why don't you watch your fucking kid? Or why don't you do this and that? You should put them in would counseling. Be fucking if they were Christian people <sighs> talking to my mom about me flipping them off. Hey, your child needs to go to counseling. Is that better? Or. Uh, Jesus loves you, but not what your child's doing. Your child <laughs> is Satan. Yeah, or that. <laughs> um, <coughs> or I remember this one time as a, with my childhood friend. We lived in Arizona in Bullhead Shitty, but it's Bullhead City. That's what we call it. Um, we used to do that thing where we'd hang out like right next to the street, and as cars drove by, we'd would... have sex with guys. <laughs> ah, that would happen later, but uh. As they drove by, we would act like they like ran our foot over on accident. So like right, oh. when, and then like we jump up like ah, and we did that. And one car actually stopped, and we got fucking scared, and we ran in the house and hid in the closet. <laughs> and we never did it again after that. It's funny how like other adults were so scary as a kid, you know? Yeah. And then if you think about like what you were doing as a kid, and if that happened to you now, driving your car or whatever, you're like. Man, I would have whooped the shit yeah, out of the, myself. <laughs> there was, I don't think I've ever said anything. There, I was in like seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade. I lived in San Antonio, Texas, in an apartment complex. And, you know, ghetto kids that live in apartment complexes get together and do stupid shit. I guess. That's how it is, okay? Okay. Just just listen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we were fucking around with the empty uh, two-liter bottle. I'm just listening, Nick. He's just fucking listening, everyone. Yeah. Still listening, by the way. Yeah, and his fucking balls are popping out of his stupid basketball shorts. Definitely still listening. <laughs> but uh, we would play around with these uh, two-liter bottles or anything, and we'd throw shit over people's balconies, right? Because the apartment <laughs> complexes, everyone has their own little unique balcony. Everyone can yeah. be outside. Uh, second, third floor, whatever. And I threw the two-liter bottle up like on the second or third balcony, and... Maybe like f- two minutes later, people were, uh, two women were coming around asking, you know, if we did anything because I guess the, the two liter bottle almost hit a baby that was hanging oh. out outside of And it was me, the one that threw it. Ooh. And I was like, I was scared, like so scared. I like ran away and I yeah. like, hid in my room, just like, oh shit, I hope no one doesn't rat me out. <laughs> it's like shit like that you do as a kid and you think about it now. It was kind of fucked up in a way. I think we did like firecrackers once. There was one. There was one that I remember. Uh, I was hanging out with my friend Tyler, and uh, at the time, his family had some property out uh, between Lake Stevens and Granite Falls, and um, the, his dad was a golfer. So every now and then, we'd get out there and we'd just be, you know, hitting some golf balls. And then we we're hitting them towards that main road that yeah. goes out there. It's kind of like a little back highway. Um, but we were far enough back that it was kind of unrealistic to expect us to be able to hit a car mm. until the one time that I did, <laughs> I, I hit one and I must've just, I'm terrible at golf, but on one I connected <laughs> perfectly and it's flying and flying and everything's fine until I see this card flying down from the right side of my vision. And right as the ball bounces off the road, the truck's going by and it hit him right in the door no shit and then and so we're all watching you know none of us spoke because his dad was with us yeah and uh so we none of us were speaking and then the guy you know we see him slow down and stop and start to turn around and we were just like oh Oh, no so we go running in the house i was terrified i didn't know what was going on and after his dad had explained it to the guy Mm. you know it was fine and he he didn't care it was kind of like a beater truck anyway kind of deal so i got lucky but I'm thinking about it now, and I actually am kind of driving a truck now. And if that happened, I'd probably act a little pissed off, but then just totally break and just kind of be like, oh, I'm just kidding, man. It's it's fine. Yeah, I did the exact same thing, you know. It's weird because, you know, I'll defend, like, myself if someone tries to start shit with me or maybe if it's, like, my daughter or my girlfriend. But, like, I hate confrontation because usually when confrontation happens, there's, like, no good outcome that comes out of it. That's very profound, Nick. It it is profound because, you know, bad confrontation, the outcome becomes, oh, well, we're going to fucking fight. Someone's going to get knocked out, nevertheless, or someone's going to get hurt or go to jail. So I usually try to avoid it. So are are you saying that you only try to avoid physical confrontation because sometimes verbal is necessary? Well, right, but usually with us guys, depending on the situation, (laughs) verbal comes into contact. 
usually. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I had to break up a fight at my bar last night for something very similar to that. That's right. And uh, I'm not going to say any names because I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but the kid was being a complete tool and started the fight. And he had just been let back in the bar that night. Like, he came in. I was like, hey, cool. You know, you're back from three weeks off being asked not to come back for a while. You know, cool. I'll get you a drink. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. It took him less than 20 minutes to be fighting, like fist fighting with someone, falling out the front door of my bar. So to the point where I had to get in the middle and, like, put one guy kind of in a headlock and Mm -hmm. slam the other guy kind of up against the wall for a second to separate him. And, uh... And he had just been let back. So he messaged me and he had said something, you know, trying to say an apology. And I was like, you know what? No, you need to learn how to act right. Like, this is a respect issue. You didn't respect me a few times when, but I'm the bartender, you know, so I have kind of a little buffer zone there. Mm -hmm. But you see these punk kids going around getting wasted on the weekends thinking that they can fight anyone they want to and have nothing happen. Yeah. And that's just not how I play. I don't want to see shit become physical in my bar especially at the bar because that's when some real dumb stuff can happen um but like it's also ridiculous like what how fragile is your ego and your pride that you need to fight someone because of a perceived disrespect to you right you know that's why i kind of like i really don't like going out anymore yeah like that type of situation like going out to bars like that that's one of the reasons why i don't want to go out because you have a douchebag like that that's going to ruin the whole fucking time and then like I'm thinking the whole day I'm going to have a fun time, but then at the end of the night, I got to fucking fight somebody because someone's going to be a dick. And knowing you, you would definitely be the one who got his ass kicked. Ah, uh, <laughs> no. It depends. I can, I pick and choose. If I, like, think I'll have a chance, I'll do it. But if he's, like, way bigger than me, I'm going to be like, just give me a hug. Let's hug it out. So you've had a couple fights in your time? I've had maybe, like, fights that were going to happen. Like I said, I try to avoid the confrontation to avoid shit like that. Uh-huh. But I had a situation one time where uh, I was going through court battle, custody battle with my ex. Um, I was at my buddy's house, and they were trying to find me to serve me papers. So <laughs> I'd either go to my buddy's house or I'd go back home so they couldn't serve me. And I ended up going back to my buddy's house, and I was playing pool in the garage. Uh-huh. And I fucking the car pulls up, and then it's my ex, her older brother, some other buff dude, and some other chick. Oh. And, and, <laughs> and they fucking... She comes to the driveway and like throws the papers at me, and I'm just like, ah, whatever. And then my buddy and the roommate were all like talking shit. Everything was like, I'm like, great, some shit is gonna happen now. Like escalating. And then my buddy's girlfriend just started punching the chick out of nowhere Whoa. that served the fucking papers. And then it was on from there. And then like I, I don't, I think I was high. That's when I was doing drugs back then. <laughs> Wait, I, high? Like what kind of high? Like just fucking like pill high. Okay. Like doing okay. a bunch of pills or whatever. Yeah. And I had a pool stick, and my buddy oh. was punching her older brother. I n- never really liked him anyways. Yeah. So I was like, and he's bigger. So I was like, fuck it. And I hit him over the back with the pool stick, and it fucking broke. Yeah. And then after I did that, the big buff guy came at me, and I'm like, ah, shit. And yeah. I kind of froze for a second. And then he got me in, like, some headlock thing and started, like, kneeing me in the face. Like, fucking, oh. like, MMA-style type shit. Dang. And some other guy came around and, like, broke it up. And I was, like, pissed off. And I wanted to hit that guy with the pool stick. So that's why I try to avoid shit. Because I don't know what I'm going to do anymore after using a weapon. And yeah. the cops got called. And I had to act like I didn't do anything. And, and there's there's two assholes in every fight. There's the guy who initiates it, or mm-hmm. in this case, the girl. Yeah. And then there's the guy who escalates it. Yeah. And you introducing a weapon into it, <laughs> that makes you the prime asshole in that one. Yeah, I got <laughs> it's, it happened like between two cars too. So when I was getting like head knees to the face, no one could see me. I was like, I needed help. Yeah. So I was stuck there for like a few seconds. I'm like, fuck! I had to like block it. That's that's the thing these days. You don't know. Like, if somebody knows how to fight anymore. Like, yeah. Like, someone can use some deathly MMA shit, and that's, you know, let's not fight anymore. Let's just hug that's it out. That's always been how it's been, though. There's always been, like, you don't well, know it which guy's really, going to be, like, a ninja or something It wasn't either. really, like, as popular as it is now. Like, everyone's training to fucking learn how to do some type of fucking Taekwondo, Jing Jong Ping shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> have, have, have you had any situations like that? I mean, I've been in fights, but not not anything to that level. No, uh, never not... been in a fight that involved a weapon. Thank God. Uh, That's why 
I, I feel like I black out and like I don't give a shit. I'll just do what the fuck ever I want. So that's why I don't try to do fights. Yeah. Unless it's really serious, like with my girlfriend or like my daughter. I don't care about myself so they yeah. can talk shit all they want. And that's how I am. Like I, I I would never start or even participate in a fight that was just based on something between me and one other person. But if I was acting on someone's behalf, right, that's when I'm gonna get into it. Because if it's just about me, they're going to realize that I have no desire to fight about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm a much more cerebral person, but it's happened before. And every guy learns, you know, in those moments that, one, once you take a punch, you know, you're not made of glass. Yeah. And, two, you know, that you can fight and it doesn't have to be to the death. Yeah. Imagine, and I don't like... know if some of these punks out here, you know, going to the bars have learned the second lesson yet, you know? So you always don't know who you're going to fight or, or if you're going to get stabbed. You, yeah. you get fucking stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to get stabbed. I don't know what that feels like. I heard it burns. So I'm going to stick to, <laughs> I'm going to stick to breaking the fights up at my work and not getting into them. But like, you, you just don't know who's out there and what they're going to do. And that, you know, right back to Ted Bundy or something. You don't know what <laughs> is going to happen that might make someone snap. I'm going to snap. I'm going to snap you in half. <laughs> what was, is that that? Good, was that a good effect? What was it supposed to be? It's supposed to be snap in half. What am I snapping in half? A Kit Kat bar? No, my spine. Oh, I didn't know you had one. No, I'm like a jellyfish. <laughs> uh, does, does anybody care about the Super Bowl this Sunday, tomorrow? We've already discussed it. We did? Yeah, and it, that's more time than I care to spend on it, honestly. It's okay, pointless. Okay, well, I'm just going to say, fuck Tom Brady, he sucks. Yeah, I will technically be rooting for the L.A. Rams, but I only say technically because I'm really just rooting against the Patriots, and it sucks because we have to root for someone from our own division who's a rival. So it's, meh. All right, well, let's talk about STDs for a second. How many <laughs> do you have? <laughs> None. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay. I... I've never been much of a uh, uncareful lover, but uh, if there's ever been <laughs> any issues or any concerns or any you know forgetfulness, I, I've always gotten checked out. You know time. what's funny? Being so scared growing up as a teenager and learning about STDs and, like, you know, trying to be funny about them, too. You know, <laughs> when I started listening to Blink-182, they joke around about all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But when I first got introduced to vaginas and wanting to get more, I would always be scared to, like, have sex and stuff because I was like, oh, what if I'm going to get AIDS or what am I going to get herpes? I don't want to do this. Well, were you wearing condoms? Well, yeah, but I'm saying there was times where condoms were not available, so I was like, I don't want to do this. Well, then don't do it. I know. I didn't do it, but I'm just saying it's like. No, but that's that's not being paranoid. That's being careful. That's yeah, exactly but there's fucking guys out there that I knew at the same time were like, I just don't give a shit. I'm going to go at it. And they probably got fucking gone to her facilities. Yeah. And they're giving it to every monkey out there. And you don't. Monkey, so... not meaning black people. Don't get that mixed. I was just saying oh, a monkey goodness. in general. Okay, everybody? <laughs> Flight of the Concords does a great joke. <laughs> uh, they, they were playing some song, or they were about to play a song in one of their stand-up specials. And uh, it, it's a song uh, called Think About It. And they're talking how it's like about the issues. Mm-hmm. And they're like... You know, and uh, we, we want to really, you know, tackle the issue of AIDS and, you know, just bring awareness and make it so it's not a scary disease, you know, so it's not like, ooh, AIDS, it's more like, ooh, fun monkey disease. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about doing, you know, that video we posted about the guy wearing the Make America Great Again hat? Oh. I wanted to do yeah. an experiment with us, maybe. We get the hats and we just wear them for one day and see what happens. And no. We, I, what, you, you go ahead. I don't even want to wear one for a day. You want to do it? Nope. No. I would not do it. Really? I would never want someone to associate me with that fucking idiot. I just, it would be fun to wear one and see what happens. No, I, I don't even want to do that. That For me, that would be like wearing a Nazi hat around. For me. <laughs> wow. I feel that strongly about fucking people some of those getting people. gas chamber relates to getting a fucking making America great hat. No, it, it relates to the treatment that a lot of people are receiving at the hands of this current administration. And I really didn't want to get terribly political on all this. And I know that, you know, Donald Trump is not Hitler. I get that. It's, it's all uh, hyperbole. But I have as little interest in wearing a MAGA hat in public as I would a, a swastika of any kind. Mm. 
if if it was like around the house or something and i can't even think of a context where that would be funny but like it's just something i would never want anyone to ever look at me and go oh that's the guy who wore that hat for well, any speaking, any reason speaking of jewish i got a joke for you ready i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna get in the joke face okay <sighs> wait that see, looks like your head face see, see i started. don't mean receiving i mean giving okay <laughs> so uh i was hanging out with my jewish friend the other day right right we were just hanging out talking and i farted in front of him uh-huh apparently uh they still can't handle gas Oh, oh, damn! Yeah. <laughs> you know what's fun is uh, Aaron, who will be back on Wednesday uh, for our next episode. Aaron's going to redo his uh, his guest appearance. Um, but if you get him enough drinks, that's when he starts to actually tell his very few racist jokes. Enough. He really doesn't have he many, really, but they're good ones. He really, really loves dead babies jokes. That's, no, that's his favorite. That's what he goes to. Uh, no, he, he always <laughs> hates those and he always hates Freddy Got Fingered, but yeah. everything else he'll start to lighten up on. Hey, do you remember the yeah. first time like you ever like whacked off or like where you got it from? No, you don't No, I've, I've, I've had a long and illustrious career of that since. So. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was 11 years old and my dad let me rent the movie. There's something got Mary, which I'm something not, about Mary, something about Mary. Yeah. Which, you know, you're not supposed to watch because it's rated R. But I remember watching it with him in that scene when he's in the bathroom and he was telling him, hey, you need to do this first. The pipe cleaner. Yeah, I I remember seeing it for like maybe like a few seconds and my dad realized what was happening and got up and like fast forward. I was like, I was like, hey, I wonder what like I mimic what he was doing later in the bathroom. In the bathtub, which is gross, if you think about like it. Like, you didn't know that you were about to, like, masturbate, but, no. like, you were just mimicking what yeah. you saw? I was, like, fi- Interesting. I, fi- I figured it out, and then all of a sudden I did it. I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is good. I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> Nonstop forever. Yeah. And then after that, it was just like I w- every time I took a shower, I put on my Blink-182 music just in case, you know, someone could hear me. So yeah. it would drown out the sound. And, yeah, from that day on, I've been a masturbation fucking pro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember that time you told me that you asked your doctor if you were jacking off too much. And he said that he only didn't like it when you did it while he was a- observing you. Yeah, well, you know what the best part of that was? <laughs> he checked my anal glands and did it at the same time. So I got best at both worlds. And we're right back to the seventh planet from the sun. Yeah, Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> what about that, venus hold on that's actually my uh whenever i've gone to like a trivia night that's usually my quote-unquote team name mm-hmm. like trivia night team names are kind of like the worst puns and like strange fact kind of innuendos of all time yeah so mine's always seventh planet from the sun and then people are like what is that like think about it when, and then you see them like counting them in your head mercury venus oh uranus <laughs> like, <laughs> 10 seconds later <laughs> hey why is it women they don't like the word moist <laughs> I don't know, but I'm so glad you just said that because Moist. I have enough friends Moist. who I know already listen to us yeah. that are gonna hate that. Moist like, being like said imagine on this so like often. like you're just like fingering a chick, right? And you're like, mm, you're so moist down there. <laughs> and just to see the reaction. Well, she would probably gag and I would die laughing. <laughs> I, I don't think I could ever say that word with a straight face again. It's like weird how we come up with these sexual words like wet or <laughs> Fuck me harder, <laughs> or don't touch that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or get away from that. That's my dog. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Stop using all the peanut butter. <laughs> you know, this is not enough to be a great show. I like this one out of you know, the couple <laughs> other ones we did. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, God, I've I've had a lot more fun than I expected to because it's just been a really rough week. I'm but. starting to get more comfortable with talking as well. That's, That's good. I'm learning what to do, what not to do. Yeah. I'm sorry for saying you know like a bunch of times or saying whatever or I feel. I'm trying to cut those out. I'm gonna go ahead and tell everyone what you're referring to because I I I almost felt a little guilty about that at first, but I'm glad that you like took it in, uh-huh. in the context it was meant. When I so I, I go back and I listen to these shows because I've done that for every type of art medium I do. If it's music, I listen to it a lot. I like to 
memorize things as they are and then that helps me perform better in the future and uh-huh. you know look for what i can improve on so as i was listening to this show i'm taking down all these notes about me and then i realize that as i'm writing you know <laughs> two or three notes about me i've heard nick say the word like you know 60 times yeah, I in, know. in like 10 minutes so i i brought it up to him and luckily it seems like you've uh, taken that on a little bit actually well, yeah, I don't want people to get annoyed because I'm saying like 50 times in one minute. I want them to listen. I, re- <laughs> I remember my manager a few years ago, we had to do a demonstration of some short, some sort, <laughs> short, see what I mean? Short, yeah. espresso. You've got a speech impediment. Yeah. You're illegitimate. I got insomnia. That's not even the right word. But uh, he was telling us how to talk or like to talk to people or do a demonstration and he was he told me try to fucking talk a speech without saying and or um that's like the, yeah, that's, that's, hard. A, that's like a big key and it's hard to do yeah unless you've done it for 50 years cuz you're fucking old and you're 80 years old and you're about to die wow so those are the only people who can make complete accurate sentences yeah hey if you were 80 years old would you just fuck everybody in the fucking old folks home i don't think it would work by that age no, no. maybe if you wrap tied a stick tied a stick I I limit. I can't imagine that. limit. Like once you've had sex with someone and you're a dude, like you have to wait at least a couple minutes for the everything to kind of reset <laughs> down there. You know, like you got to reload the chambers. It's it's a little sore for a few minutes afterwards. Like it's just it's not pleasant to keep going once you've already done that. Oh. So why would I want to do it with a stick where this, that's like the feeling the whole time? I want I want to start. Be like oh, using a I want to start rubber. a discussion. No, I, I'm not. I'm not done with I, this I, metaphor yet. Okay, let's hear the You're metaphor. Like, no, now I'm done. Go ahead. Ooh, just <laughs> done. Like pushing I want to start a discussion. Eraser. I want to start a poll. <laughs> I really want to know: Does size really matter? Because I feel like it's just a made-up fucking thing that women would get mad at because the guy cheated on them, or they broke up with them first, and they didn't get to do it first, and they're like, "Oh, his dick's fucking small." I don't feel like size really does matter. I just feel like it's uh, some stupid shit Here's women came thing. up with. Here's the thing. It's just, like, it's just like the Fast and the Furious movies. You can have a really nice car and not know how to drive it and lose the race. Mm-hmm. You can have a less good car, and you can still win the race if you're a good driver. So size doesn't always matter. But if you're the good racer who also has the best car, you're always going to win the race. Well, so guys why, who know why, what they're doing and have the big dicks have the advantage. Why but, do black guys and Italian guys always have the big dicks? How come the white guys have a variety of being Asian, Mexican, or white dicks? You know what I mean? If you're Asian, you have a really small dick. If you're Mexican, <laughs> you have a really weird looking one. How would if, you know? If you're white, don't. I'm not going to answer okay, that right okay. now. I'm not going to answer. And it. by the way, <laughs> I haven't even heard of two of these stereotypes either. You never what? I I never heard the one about. Uh, Hispanic people at all. Yeah, I didn't either. I just made it up. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're a fraud. You're just I trying to be fraud. funny. Just, you know, turpentine. Dun-na, dun-na, oh, you're to- that's Adam Sandler. Um, yeah. Uh, ma- you ma- got ma- all, all day long. long. Yeah. Ma- 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 They're all going to laugh song. at you. <laughs> no. no. You got any uh, real issues you want to talk about? Uh, let me take a look at my notes here. Um, you know, Sorry, everybody. This is the part of the show where we got to think about what we're going to say because we ran out of shit to talk about because the world's no, I at a notes. standstill right now and and everything's just fucked up as usual and no one can do a damn thing about Here's it because the they don't want to. I take notes all week and I remove things that we either do talk about or I feel would be redundant after other things we've talked about. So I keep a list of topics that I want to get to that aren't necessarily urgent. Mm-hmm. And this is a good one. Facebook. Um, it seems like in 2019, people still believe whatever they hear on like Facebook chain letters or posts or Google. Well, no, just hear me out on this. So like, you know, if you're on Facebook and you see someone, it happens every couple of years, they post something that's like, this is an official statement to Facebook. You do not have permission to use my photos for whatever, Uh or like, you know, or if you post this, this won't happen to you. Like Facebook won't charge you $20. Right. Right. So they're both. They both have the exact same amount of, like, actual meaning in the universe because Mm -hmm. those statements that people post, I just want to set this out there for anyone, telling Facebook it does not have the rights to use your pictures on Facebook with a status or a picture 
is not a legal thing in any it's way. Not, it's not a legal form document. And there are terms of use that you agree to before you set up your account in the first place would override that even if it was. Like say say your name's Jessica and you post a bunch of pictures on your post, right? Yeah. I'm going to go and fucking steal one and make it my profile pic. Well, that's not what they're about talking it. about. They're talking about Facebook taking your pictures and either... Uh, you know, posting them online in ads oh. or whatever else. There, there's no, there's no statement you can okay. make on Facebook after signing their terms of use that would negate their ability to do that. Here's they the, are allowed to do that no matter what you say. Here's the thing, okay? Yeah. People today sign off a lot of shit that they don't read because it's so fucking long, and yeah. the companies made it that way, so you make sure not to read it. It's yeah, so like it's that South Park joke. episode when yep. you say yes. I confirm this. Every fucking app, every little fucking thing you do on the internet has yep. some type of restrictions or say what they can do, and they can listen to your shit. They can yeah. take your pictures, your phone number, and we don't really uh, look into all that because we want to have the entertainment or what we want is right then and there now, and we don't want to take the time to read it. Well, and not only that, but they also... They own the servers that you're putting all those pictures on and everything. Like, they own the infrastructure with which you're sharing them. Yeah. They they are in control of the entire process. If you don't want Facebook using your shit, delete your fucking account and make sure they don't have it. Like That's it, the only way. It freaks me out every time I talk about some product or something comes on the TV about some product. And then later I go on my phone and it pops up as the ad. <laughs> thing I talked about, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? That was one of the other points I, I had for like a anytime we want to topic about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And Yvette and I kind of started a little experiment with that where we were uh, we were mentioning a specific product in full view of our phone while mine was like running the Facebook app and hers wasn't, but we were saying it loud and like a little more frequently. And we're going to do that over the next couple of weeks and just kind of see if we can get that product to show up without ever searching yeah. for it. So I'm not going to say it here. I'll let everyone, everyone know on the plugs, day that everybody. I say it. No, it was butt plugs. That's no, what you said. Something... You said butt plugs. <laughs> it was not butt plugs. Oh, sorry. Cause oh. I already searched for those. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, you told me you wanted a new pacifier, so. Yeah, those are the best <laughs> pacifiers, dude. They Gross. fit great. Uh, how much time are we at, brother? Uh, we're at an hour, which I feel like is a pretty good time. It is. It's it's a pretty good time. This it, is, you know. Be, I like doing this on, maybe this is what it is. Usually we do this on Wednesdays, yeah. but I have to work during that week. Yeah. But then you have to work on Saturday, and I feel like I'm in a great mood. Yeah. So maybe we switch off and on. We do one Wednesday, and then we do one the next week on a Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, eventually I'd like to be to the spot where maybe we could do both weekly. Um, but, I mean, I don't think point, people want to listen to us that much. Yet. No, but that's why we're going to have yeah. the guests on also, because people will definitely get tired of us. Yeah. But we would be able to double the it's content. A, like, I really love doing this, and I'm realizing... If you're already famous and start a podcast, people want to listen to it because they want to know what's going on with yeah. them because either they idolize them or they're just famous and rich and people want to hear that. Right. So us starting right from the fucking bottom and having to work our way up, it's going to be fun trying to see how it progresses. It and is. It would be really helpful if you fucking assholes would just at least like or share it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it doesn't kill you. It's like. It's like if everyone gave a dollar, somebody would have a million dollars. But in reality, all you did was just gave one dollar. It's just like that simple. Yeah, but by the time you've given out a million one dollars to other people so they can all be millionaires, then everyone's only got a dollar again. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying just do the one click and hit the share <laughs> button. That's all I'm saying. Look, I, I, I obviously we want people to subscribe and stuff like that, but I don't want to get preachy about it because... You're absolutely right. We're starting from the bottom. We're working our way up. And the way I see it, if people like what we're saying already, they're probably going to do that. People know to hit that button as a way to support you. Yeah. Even if you don't. Like, I love watching Joe Rogan podcasts, and I'm a subscriber, but I don't watch every single episode. No, it depends on the uh, the person. Or just how much time I have, or if I even remember Yeah, Joe Rogan goes one, way you know? over the limit, like three hours. That's just way too long. No, me. if I was interviewing, like... Uh, like Elon Musk or Neil deGrasse Tyson like he gets to, I would probably want to go three hours also, though. All right, well, I just got to say, I really have to pee, so let's 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 get this ending. All right, yeah, well, we can I, do that. It's, yeah. No, what I was going to say earlier, though, is like this has been... It, I've, I've loved doing this. We've gotten some pretty decent responses mm-hmm. so far, but like 
it's been fun. I look forward to this all the time now. Yeah, me too. And uh, like, yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of see how far we can push it up. Also from here, you know. Right. And I really want to see how you push it up into some dude's ass. Well, and the reason why I was saying that is because I thought I, I really had such a tough week that I thought I was going to be dark today. And it, I helped uh, you it, with that. It's been a lot better. It has. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this is a rare moment of genuine, like, <laughs> broing out here. And then yeah. I'm going to go right back to fucking telling you to off. fuck off. Okay. I love it. I love when you do that. Well, should we uh, get ready to say goodbye to all the lovely people? Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Have a homosexual day as usual for me, punk ass, because, you know, if you're not homosexual, then you're going to be gay anyway. So. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I know it doesn't. I just love fucking So <laughs> uh, don't don't forget, uh, we're going to be doing our next one on Wednesday with Aaron. Uh, we'll make sure that his mic's working and, for it this time. Yeah, and Aaron's a history buff, so I'm really going to... Well, last time you kind of, you got him, or I got him. You got him. I got him with the uh, Manhattan Project question, so try and and write a couple questions before the show this time. Oh, I'm going to. He thinks he's a smart ass all the time. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, I am Jesse, aka Random Hero, and I hope you guys have a consensual day, and I really thank you for listening to us. And I am Nick, aka Podcast, and I am sexy. And he is rubbing his own nipples right now. All right, right, everybody. On that note, we'd better just get the fuck fuck out out of here. We're out. We're out! You mean shenanigans? No! You're talking about shenanigans, right? Kiki shenanigans.